This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I'm interviewing one of my best friends who I've actually already interviewed on my channel, and I'll share that episode after in the show notes for you. Her name is Janessa, and she's a business and life coach, and she's also a reflector. So I wanted to interview her and just dive into things from a human design lens and just really share what it's like being a reflector because this is obviously the one percent of the population so i think it's a really exciting conversation so with that being said janessa welcome back to the channel really excited to have you here can you please share a little bit more about yourself and then we're just going to dive into it yes kayla awesome hi everyone and hey kayla it's so great to be back on your show i have to say since working a little deeper with you on human design in my life as a reflector i have certainly been living in much more fierce alignment. So I think we're on theme and we're on point. I want to thanks for introducing, thank you for introducing myself as a business and a life coach. So, you know, over the years, I've kind of noticed that many people are struggling to take action on their business goals. You know, I used to be one of those people and it's just like this constant evolution. So I coach entrepreneurs that are starting or scaling a business to gain clarity and intention. So I work with people to build a business roadmap, set lifestyle goals to achieve more balance, freedom, and fun. You know, I want us to win in all areas of life and life is supposed to be fun. Doesn't mean it's not challenging. It doesn't mean it doesn't take discipline, but I love supporting people and reaching their business and impact goals. So that's a little bit about what I do professionally, at least uh, at least right now in this this time of my life. I know I was laughing a little bit with you because as a reflector, I tend to take on the environments that I'm with and I adapt and change and evolve quite quite quickly and and it's it just accepted that as part of my fate so this career allows me to serve others and and see people for who they are and sort of embrace these qualities of a reflector and I really really enjoy being a coach in that capacity so thank you I'm really loving this because that's one thing I've learned about reflectors is having that openness so just in case people are listening they have no idea like reflectors they don't have defined centers in their chart so they're completely open. They're going to have defined gates and hanging gates, but they're not going to have any connections between the centers. And what that allows for is that reflectors will really have this ability to, like Janessa sharing, like adapt to their environment, or they might find that they pivot and change a lot, or the people that they hang out with the most of their, the environment they're in is really going to affect their energy. But the biggest thing is that when it comes to coaching is that there's really going to be this ability to have depth for the people that they work with. Because when you have undefined centers you can really receive that energy from someone else and literally reflect it back to them so it's actually like a really profound way of coaching so I think it's so cool so I just wanted to kind of give like the reflector quote definition and how that ties into what you're doing because it's it's really cool it's different it's gonna be very different than somebody who has any defined centers in their chart mm-hmm. and it yeah it's a it's a very helpful like, I don't want I don't know if I want to call it a tool, but I mean, maybe it's a helpful awareness because it really just helps me see what creates an environment for somebody to open up into or what feels good and what doesn't. And it just gives me different levels to work and engage and create connections with people because that's what it's mostly about for me. It's just creating a really solid, positive connection and sharing energy, you know, at most in a healthy way. That's that's always the goal. 
Yeah, so good. So how did you discover human design? Great question, but didn't I tell you to check out your human design uh, chart a while back? This is like a long while ago, I think. Yeah. I think I must have come across it on Instagram or maybe from an influencer of some sort. I'm always kind of diving in and reading about, um, I'm not attached to necessarily astrological charts or anything, but different ways of, of understanding my personality and integrate my the skills that I have and the conditioning that I have, I always want to find different ways. So I think I just kind of came across it. I looked it up and then all of a sudden I was like, reflector, 1% of the world. And then I started reading about it and I was like, wow, so many things started to make a lot more sense. And from that point, I was able to make better choices for my environment, knowing my energy centers are energy centers are open and create healthier boundaries to manage my own energy and understand what energy is mine, what energy is someone else's, or just giving myself to be alone to to really integrate the energies that I'm experiencing throughout the day. I never knew how important that was. I never understood how it impacted me and I never really understood, you know, how that how that changed my life over the years. Uh, but knowing that now it makes a big difference. Yeah, that's awesome. So when you when you figured out that you were that one percent and then you said, oh my God, this all makes so much sense. Like what were some of the big bells or alarms that went off you're like okay I'm a reflector and like this is why I experienced this this way or this that way or people like this and so on like what are some of the specific examples that you can give um well I think on the funnier side of things like depending on what music I'm listening to or human uh who I'm hanging out with I'll tend to pick up on their mannerisms or their way of speaking or doing things and also I notice that it's very easy or it's often very easy for people to open up to open up to me over time just because I'm sharing and reflecting their own energy for the most part. So it creates a pretty safe space. I've always identified as a bit of a, a chameleon, not that I change who I am depending on who I'm with, but I can authentically connect with a large variety of people with different values and interests. Uh, and I think that just comes from a little bit more of a, an energetic la- uh, match or reflection, right? Because I can kind of just see myself or allow someone to see themselves in me um, almost at any time. So that is pretty cool. I think those are the the main ones. I think growing up as well, I would be in certain environments when I was younger. I used to do like club life or life of the party or whatever it was. And for a period of my life, like whoever I'm around, I'm, I'm in it with you and I'm in it 100%. So now I know to choose my environments very intentionally based on based on knowing this about myself and it's been really helpful because it was always like oh I'm in an extreme environment I'm going to take it to the extreme oh I'm in like a a low-key environment okay I'm low-key right so I just started to learn and adapt um, with those experiences I think one of the questions I want to ask you is that because I've definitely noticed in particular so my g-center is defined the g-center has to do with self-identity sense of direction like lovability and just having this like very in it certainty about you know who I am and where I'm going in life so that's always constantly within me no matter what the environment I'm in right so what I notice is that people who have an undefined g-center like for example my boyfriend has an undefined g-center and I just know other people who have an undefined g-center is like I find that they're really hard on themselves for having fluidity in terms of what they identify with or you know what what things light them up in their life or what they want, what kind of direction they want to go in with their career and whatnot. And I think the biggest thing is having this, this self-love and self-acceptance to like allow that fluidity. So what, what are your, your, your tips and tricks, like specifically speaking about this center 
to be able to give yourself the permission to be fluid with, you know, your environments and your identity and so on. Cause I think that is really where people are going to feel the most grounded is when they can do that. You know what I mean? No one size fits all answer to that question. I would say the, the biggest and best thing that I make available to myself is meditation because that allows me to stay grounded and centered and be a present observer of my thoughts and experiences uh, and then practicing non-attachment. Like I need just that having that awareness and allowing myself to see what am I attached to? What am I holding on to? Is this serving me? Is it not? Is there an element of surprise or disappointment, which I'm sure we'll get to in a little bit. These are really clear indicators, but um, having a grounding practice and a place to just relax my vibe and, and, and sort of clear my mind and not have too much en- uh, extra energy coming kind of from outside of me just allows me a space of clarity to really navigate the question you're asking about. So, yeah, I think that's a really, that's a really key piece. Like to anyone who has like an open view center, or if you're a reflector, when it comes to having the ability to like, you know, be a bit of a chameleon in your environment with the people that you're with, is it going into that space where you can do self-reflection and kind of drain your energy and then observe, like, what did you pick up? What mm-hmm. what energies or beliefs or feelings did you get from that person or this environment and being able to let that go so that you get back to that clear space? Like, I think that's really, that's really what I'm hearing and what, what you're sharing. Yeah, I think it's like getting back to the clear space and like just really taking an energetic imprint of the things that are making me feel good and bringing me joy. Because if I'm like, if I'm in an environment that, that's good and the energy is good and we're sharing, I guess like good vibes or whatever, or it's a healthy community for me. What I notice is like, I'm just, I'm feeling up and I'm feeling good. Right. And so that is a really helpful indicator. If at the end of the day, I'm not feeling as lit up and I start to reflect on my experiences that, you know, that might be me processing some of my internal experiences in life. We all have highs and lows. Life can be pretty wavy. Um, But if I'm feeling particularly drained and that's not just unique to me, I think a lot of people can relate to that, whether you reflect or not, we are energetic beings and we're kind of in that conversation today. So I feel comfortable sharing that. Those are really good indicators to know, hey, is this my energy? Is this somebody else's? Did, you know, am I feeling less than when I was? woke up or am I feeling better or more? What did I do for myself today? Who was I around? What did I eat? You know, what did I drink? Like, I think all of these things contribute to how we manage our energy, not just unique to me, but especially important to who I am as a reflector. Yes. And this is one of the things like, so when I lived, Janessa and I met in Toronto four years ago now. And it was funny because whenever my boyfriend would go traveling for work, she would always come and stay with me. And I think the biggest thing, like, we are, like, very compatible. (laughs) Like, we live in the (laughs) same space. And one thing that I noticed is, like, you were always so good at bringing that awareness to me, like, really big on sustainability and just, like, the food that Janessa and I would cook together was so nutritious and delicious. Like, like the environment that we set. Yeah, like, the environment that we would create and, like, it just – I don't know, it was really, it was really cool. Because that was definitely something that you would just open my eyes of like, okay, how can you like, like, how can you really nurture yourself, Kayla, like, this was the energy that you would bring, because obviously, that's like a major priority with having so much openness. And I have a lot of openness too. I only have two centers to find. I can totally relate to that. So that's definitely something like you're sharing that. And I can say like, I've lived it with you. (laughs) And you would Mm -hmm. come and stay with me. Yeah, right. And I think, you know, in that same way that you would sort of, you know, take that on for me, and that's something we could share. 
when I come spend time with you, you know, you have a very intentional sort of structure and lifestyle and intentionality to the things that you do. So I would find myself being lit up by your sort of lifestyle and routine. And then all of a sudden, within a couple of days, I'd be falling into, you know, your routine and adapting some of the things that you're doing. And the more I started experiencing that either with you or other people in my life that I have a healthy connections with, um, that I, that I pick up on those good things and I really take them on for myself and then it becomes shared experiences, something we enjoy together, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just kind of riding on the whole energy conversation, what, what is your experience with like, you know, how they say reflectors, like your strategy and your authority is like, uh, not, it's not, it's not an inner authority. It's the loon. It's the loon. The loon. La loon. <laughs> the moon. <laughs> Same thing. The loon. Luna. The moon. So you, have you noticed through your own observations, like, do you really resonate with the cycles of the moon? It's so funny because if my one friend, one of my best friends, Amber, listens to this, I just remember we'd always have this ongoing joke. I would always send quotes about the moon and things about the moon. And then she would just be like, you are the moon. That's a little bit of an inside joke. But at the same time, yes, because as the the moon cycles through, you know, different things are happening energetically. And I notice a huge difference. And I'm at a, a growth edge now for not necessarily just self-identifying with the moon, but uh, starting to see my own inner patterns of moods and thoughts and behaviors uh, and energy and um, inspiration, starting to use that as a bit of a, a, a lens for how I show up in life. And it's been really helpful. So yes, I, I highly relate to the cycles of the moon. And then having found out in the reflector that my strategy is to wait a full moon cycle before making any big major decisions has helped me a lot because the world doesn't, for the most part, doesn't work like that. We live in a fast paced society. You know, it's like opportunities come, it's like grab them while you can. But understanding that it's very helpful for me to, to feel my my energy or, or observe my thoughts over an entire moon cycle, how I feel about something through each different phase helps me at the end see if this is a good fit for me or not. Instead of rushing into a big decision, accepting that and giving myself the space and patience or asking that of others has helped me a lot. That's so interesting. And do you think just as a, like a woman having a menstrual cycle, do you find that that ties into it? And then even like noticing within a day, like you might have more energy in the morning to work out or do you prefer to work out at night? Like, do you notice, do you notice energetic patterns within the moon cycle, like on a daily or, or weekly basis as well? Not Okay, at this point, I'm not noticing daily because like I, I try to stay in the flow. As much as I try to create a specific routine, one week to the next is often different. But I have noticed, you know, the, like the periods of the month of when I'm more tired and need more rest. Yes, as related to my menstrual cycle, but also related to the moon or when I need to, when I'm lit up and have more energy. So I noticed those peaks and valleys as specifically related to the moon cycle. And I'm still in life as a student, right? So every day I feel like I'm just learning more. And obviously the more I get into my human design chart with, with you, I'm starting to be able to understand other patterns about my personality or conditioning or who I'm meant to be or however we want to look at it. Uh, and it's really helpful just to observe over time. And I'm sure uh, in the long run, it'll be even more helpful just having this present awareness. Yeah, that's so good. I just wanted to really dive into that because I think that 
some people who maybe are listening to this and they're new to discovering that they're a reflector and they're like, oh, I need to wait a full lunar cycle. Like, what the F is that? You know what I mean? But it's it's mm-hmm. actually, I think reflectors being really in, in integrity with taking the time to make decisions and honoring their own energy is going to give permission for the rest of the collective to slow the fuck down. Because like you said, we're so quick. Like the faster you do things, like even even when you read personal development books, and like, I think it's Think and Grow Rich and even um, The Science of Getting Rich. Think and Grow Rich and The Science of Getting Rich. What I noticed, the themes in those books is like, make decisions quickly, follow through. Like, it's a very masculine energy of like doing shit, right? So I feel like a reflector in alignment of slowing down is going to give permission to people to really tap into their own emotions, their own experience and like redesign how we show up as humans. Because like technology has just sped everything up. So I think it's really, I think it's a really important point to point out, to slow down, basically. Yeah, yeah right. And, 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 you know, that, like you just said, sort of the acceleration of technology and innovation, like that's not going anywhere. So that mindfulness right now, I think is more important than ever and starting to understand life's natural cycles doesn't matter your human design, of course, that can help you, you know, develop yourself or gain awareness. But I think starting to understand nature cycles and integrating those principles into our life can be really helpful as a reflector, as as uh, any of the human design types. Yeah, I love this. So the next thing I want to chat about is one of the big things that I've discovered when it comes to studying human design and like diving into the essence of a reflector is like this ability to guide and be like the center of a community and just really reflecting back like the integrity of that community. So I'm curious how you resonate with being in a community, working with others, teamwork, that kind of thing. Like how does that show up for you in your life and how, how do you resonate with it? Mm, I love this. And I think over, not I think, I mean, I've experienced, especially with the changes in society now, having come from, you know, lockdown, spending a lot of time alone and then reintegrating with things opening back up for anyone that's listening. If you're not in Canada, uh, you, your country might be experiencing some other things to us around COVID-19 protocols and everything else. As things have been opening back up and we're back and back in the communities, I realize how important those communities are for me and, you know, the difference that I make and I bring to those communities, either around bringing people together or, you know, creating an energy that like uplifts the group or kind of sort of seeing the things that that don't work really well. So teamwork has always been a huge part of my career uh, prior to coaching. And I still do some work in consulting. Uh, I've worked with a number of different companies uh, in leadership development and working with young professionals and things. Um, it's always been natural for me to bring people together and and lead a team, but not um, not as like the head of it, as part of it. Uh, and, and facilitating the nature of our work together. So I think that has has been something that's always been quite natural for me and something I experience in friend groups or at work professionally and in my career or at the boxing gym or at the yoga studio and in my friend groups in general. So yeah, I can, I definitely, I think it resonates really well. That's so cool. And it's true. Just holding that space. Like I love how, you know, you said you don't resonate with being like the head of that space, but really being within it. And actually, I think your profile is a six two, the same as mine. And it's yeah. like the unconscious two line is all about really being able to receive wisdom and contemplate it and then share it, right? Because it's the unconscious line, it's one of those things that needs to be called out. 
you know, people are going to like invite you to share your wisdom or call you and be like, hey, like we need you to come here and share this, right? Mm-hmm. And then the sixth line is about being a role model and like taking that vision like beyond into the next step. So it's just interesting the way that you shared about being within a community is like as a six two, it's like you have this wisdom and you're there to be a role model within the collective, but then you having that reflector ability is like that's how it's just going to impact like the reach, the light, and go outwards into that community. Mm-hmm. So I was like listening to you, and I was like really hearing that six two presence. Yeah, I love it, and I'm I'm grateful that I've chosen a career path or was introduced to environmental leadership from a young age because it it did position me to uh, expand myself and support the the world the communities in this way of course that impact is always scaling and I'm always seeking new ways to make a difference with myself or with others I think that that actually starts from within but I've I'm grateful that I've been a position where I started with eco leadership from a young age and I've just built myself up from there into a more I guess progressive leadership development career yeah, that's so cool. And I love that environmental leadership. You're like literally the leader with an environment as a reflector, as a reflector too. Like it's so yeah, in right? alignment. <laughs> totally. So let's talk about your signature and not self theme of the signature being surprise and then the not self theme being disappointment. I'm curious how, how you resonate with this and how it, sh- how it shows up in your life. Mm. Yeah. So I was, reflecting on this literally um but the the essence of of disappointment I now can like basically like the snap of my fingers can recognize like uh, an experience of being out of alignment and you and I sort of briefly discussed prior to the episode oh what are some specific examples but I've noticed that disappointment will show up quite often in personal relationships and a lot of it is like an anticipation energy. I don't want to say expectation, but like you kind of, I anticipate someone to be their true selves or anticipate the best outcome of a scenario. And when that doesn't happen, it's like, I feel, I feel depleted. Like it's, it's, I take it so personal, right? So having an understanding of, you know, disappointment is partly my own experience, but maybe it's because I saw something um, or experienced an energy that um, someone isn't picking up on, like it almost becomes personal and I really feel the ripper, the repercussions of it almost. So I've noticed in workplaces, for example, I would say it shows up quite a bit professionally. Like if I could see in a workplace an issue and why it's not working and tr- either feel no control of it or try to address it and it not happen, watch my engagement level go all the way down because it's like I no longer feel like I'm making a difference. I don't feel like my experience or what I'm seeing is being heard and it just takes away from I guess my contribution or it takes away from the value that I'm feeling or a team so my engagement will go way down on the other side of things it's a very helpful pivot point if I notice I'm disappointed disappointed I say okay what can I change what boundaries can I put in place now if this isn't working for me and I'm not in alignment so it's a good indicator for if I'm in a good place or if I can make changes either within myself or request those changes of others to have a better experience of life overall. And that's, you know, not just a reflector thing. I think I, even me, as I'm saying this, these are just things that we can all get a support with. I just might experience it in a different, in a different way. And I can kind of create that conversation for other people to, to see through um, how I might be seeing it. And on the element of surprise, 
I think this is why I love traveling so much, especially to new places and doing new things, because there's always the unexpected. And uh, with the the element of unexpected, it's most often, I mean, I'm thankful I've developed myself and I'm naturally optimistic, but I can kind of make the best of anything. And when I travel to new places, like I, I, I'm lit up because it's, it's new, it's exciting. And or I go somewhere, you know, I don't know the menu and it's like, oh, what elements of surprise or what new people. And so I can integrate new environments really well. And travel really is helpful to experience that surprise. That's probably why I live and thrive off it so much. That's so cool. I didn't really even think about that. Like it makes sense. The traveling aspect of when you go to new environments, first of all, you're going to be picking up different energy. Like it's new, it's unexpected. It's like, it's just, yeah, it's like surprising. So I'm trying to think like surprising is kind of a sparky energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like when I think about the other signatures, like satisfaction, which is mine, it's kind of this like very deep, like settled experience of like, you know, like deep satisfaction, like it's yes. kind of slow and like, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, peace for manifestors and many gens is just, mm-hmm. again, peace is just very calm, right? And then we've got success and, and recognition with projectors. And it's like that, that can also be kind of sparky too, actually, now that I think about it. But I feel like as a reflector, like that's like the sparkiest. Like being surprised, you know? It it is, and it's why I thrive off a bit of excitement, right? This is why I have this element of like life's gotta be a little fun. Like we gotta keep it things interesting. Uh, because over different, I guess maybe experiences or environments that I'm in, like say at the beginning of 2021, I had a full month of like meditation every day and I was in a yoga philosophy course and all of that was so awesome and I was just so grounded and so zen and everything was so smooth and I'm like this is boring (laughs) so you know it's not that it wasn't good for me it wasn't healthy because things were rolling and all that but I actually noticed about myself that I was missing a bit of an element of surprise because I think we were in a lockdown at that time as well so everything was just like (laughs) coasting real smooth and then I was like at the end of the month and I was like this is boring right I think I said that already but it really was my experience so that was, yeah, that's funny. One of the things I love whenever Janice and I hang out. So like we've, we, we met in Toronto, but like we've been in New York together and then we've been in Vancouver together as well. And then I've gone to like Burlington and hung out with her in Ontario. And it's like, whenever we hang out, we always end up doing something that I don't usually do. Like, for example, last time Janessa came to Vancouver and we went, she's like, do you want to go to a dance class? <laughs> and I was like, okay, sure. We're like, let's go to a fucking dance class like I'm not a dancer like I tried when I was a child and it just didn't work out for me hence why I started playing rugby but anyways we go to this dance class it was a hip-hop class and that was surprising <laughs> like even if I were to describe it it was surprising I was just I was just like my experience I was just flailing like it was it was such a great time but it was surprising Yeah, exactly. And it's so funny. Some of the best days of my life are the ones that are unplanned. They may have had a plan and they pivot and then it's just good things start working out here, there and everywhere. And usually it's a great time. So that that element of surprise, keeping things interesting is good. Interesting is good. But I mean, I've also noticed it doesn't mean that sort of a bit more routine and structure. It's not like every day is meant to be unpredictable, right? There's still elements to (laughs) create like grounded, healthy living. That's important. But having that element surprise, even in the everyday, seeing seeing something new 
walking through the same neighborhoods I grew up in or just walking through the community I'm in every day. I always try to see something with a bit of a new lens. I try to have a curious eye because that brings that enlightenment of surprise to my daily life, even if I'm not in a new place and not with new people. And I've taken that on and I've noticed it really lights me up. Yeah, that's so cool. That's such a subtle thing to do that I feel like any anyone could do is like, how can you see things differently? know how can you take a different path through the same neighborhood and just see things differently because then you know like you said you can learn something new you can reflect on it pun intended (laughs) you know yeah yeah so find a new place to read my book like it just surprises me sometimes I'll go for a walk and it's a few blocks away and I'm like how have I never been in this neighborhood and I've lived here for a year you know so it's just bringing those experiences to everyday life I think we can thrive off right yeah yeah totally so what what do you want the world to know about reflectors or like about you being a reflector yourself? Like what is like, you know, because this is like 1% of the population, right? Like what do you think is the biggest thing that you just want the collective to know? Wow, loaded question. A big thing that I'd like the world to know about reflectors is there's a lot of value and a lot of wisdom that comes from the way we process the way we're seeing and experiencing things. So It doesn't mean that we're right. It doesn't mean that we know what's what. It just means that if maybe we can have a conversation that can change the way that we think or the way that we do things in a new way, right? You get to experience yourself in a new way. And I think that we need to look to reflectors as as really powerful energetic beings. If we get to absorb the energy that's around us, then then we get to, to really be an identifier for what's working in a community and what's not like if things are healthy and if things are not. And this relates to a lot of my purpose in creating health, happiness and harmony in the world. But sometimes we have to see what's not working so we can move towards what is working. So I would just, you know, if you can chat with a reflector or just chat with anyone, just start seeing the world through somebody else's eyes and, you know, putting yourself in their space or feeling what it might be like, not necessarily taking ownership of that, but just sampling it. And that is a powerful way to have compassion, empathy with boundaries is important, and a way to move forward and make progress in the world. You know, there's always going to be good and kind of weird stuff going on. But if we really want to move and advance society for the better and make the world a better place as a whole, I think it's really important that we start to have these conversations and you know, try to see life through somebody else's eyes, whether you're a reflector, whether you have energy centers that are open or not, just just taking that that piece will really help you live life a little differently. I really love everything that you just shared, because I feel like it just encapsulated our entire conversation where it really sounds like, especially since you've learned about human design and you being a reflector is this, I love what you were sharing about, you know, sampling different energies, like the element of surprise in daily living having empathy with boundaries, like that's huge, you know, you like, especially as a reflector, it can be so easy to just pick up your environment and hold on to it, right? Like, you know, the importance of slowing down, like nurturing yourself, looking at the environment, like what's working, what's not working, like being fluid and dynamic. Like, I think it's, I think it's so beautiful the way that you shared that. So I just really want to acknowledge you the way that you shared that because it's perfect. Perfectly said. <laughs> Love it. Thanks. And, and you know, I, there's a million things I feel like I could say right now, but we might have to save that for a part two, uh, just because there's a lot of even nuggets in expanding on what you just encapsulated there. So, yes. So good. Well, can you, before we wrap things up, can you share with our listeners where they can connect with you 
online. And then, of course, I'll include that in the show notes. Brilliant. Yes, thank you. A little shameless plug. You can actually connect with me on Instagram at Janessa GTV, or you can reach out to me at Janessa at Evermint.ca. That is my educational and training services company. So either send me a, an email if you're interested in chatting or reach out to me or just connect with me online. I think that's the best way. I work with clients one-on-one and in three-month sprints or six-month, so sort of a longer program. Next year, I'll be launching a high-impact mastermind and some educational retreats. And then over the over the months, we'll just see some more workshops and masterclasses that we can just share value on and really start building that impactful life that, that you want to live and, and maybe start a business because there's a lot of balance and fun and freedom that can come within that realm and and your opportunity to make an impact so we'd love to hear from you and I'm available that's amazing thank you so much for sharing that and I really loved our conversation today and I'm so curious to hear what people think so thank you to the listeners for tuning in and make sure you subscribe like leave a review and if you share this episode be sure to tag us and honestly just like really curious to hear if there's any reflectors that listen to this like let us know because obviously you know you're just one percent of the population so thanks for tuning in and i'll chat with you the next episode